Welcome to Nerds and Geeks in the Kitchen Sink. It's a podcast about comics, games, sci-fi, horror, pop culture, music, movies, and a few surprises. I'm one of your hosts, DK. I'm Chris, your other host. Improve if you feel like it. You're a little lagging on that. No. Is it this whole daylight savings time crap? It's fine. It's totally Damn you, fine. international timelines. <sighs> well, didn't we vote to no longer do this? God, I hope so. This I don't is know ridiculous. If that's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, come on. Tractors have headlights. You know, yeah. they're out till 3 o'clock in the morning But anyway. they are. Yeah, I you know. drive by a field and see them out there just doing it. Well, you had that little issue last night, you know. <sighs> for You remembered it was daylight savings time. Yep. Got on playing Apex, couple yeah. beers, and then 3 o'clock in the morning, you're like... Oh, crap. Oh, crap. <laughs> it's, it's now 4. It's 4 a.m. <laughs> yes, that's true. So, we feel ya. I did a bad. Yeah, we all feel you. I don't know. I'm good. I'm. I want to be okay. I, I want to be okay. You know, we just need that one day of bucket of coffee. Yeah, yeah, and lay lay on the floor time. <laughs> so, so how's your week been? Oh, it's been great. It's been real great. It's been I've been watching a lot of movies and stuff, playing some games. Yes, working. As usual. I, 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 I am highly jealous of the playing the games thing. Yeah, because your PlayStation's on the fritz. Oh, my God. I need to start a GoFundMe for a new PlayStation. <laughs> well, we'll talk about it. So we'll, we'll take donations at any point. Sure. Just send it in an envelope to my address. <laughs> I don't make sure he gets it. Yeah. Yeah, right. Sure. Uh-huh. So what else is going on? Well, we got the bad news that No Time to Die was delayed. Damn and that you. was about a week ago now, but damn you, China! Damn you! The way we record these—that's just the way it worked out. So, yeah, I'm very sad. We had a bunch of James Bond programming for you planned. You know what? The hell with it. I think we still need to. We may still do I, it. You know what? It's just because they don't want to put it out. Yeah, we've got tons of we're, James Bond content. We're to gonna go love through. Bond when we're gonna love Bond. Exactly. And that's gonna be really soon. <laughs> so look out for that. Yes. Other than that, I mean, what else has been going on? Coronavirus all over the place. That's well, fun. Well, you know, Umbrella Corps. Yeah, thanks, Umbrella. Yeah, come on. We know. We've we know seen, what you're up to. We've seen that company's logo in China. We know what it really is. It's viral marketing for it, Resident it, Evil 3 it, remake. <laughs> Pun intended. That is some serious viral. Yes. Uh, but, I mean, other than that, just the normal discourse going around. Yep, yep. In just about everything. And so I heard there's a lot of, in the Marvel and the DC, a lot of discourse. Um, one of the longtime writers at DC left. Also, what's the, oh, is Jim Lee's guy? Jim Lee's partner? Or yeah. But I read about that, but also what what is this rumor that, I mean, it's probably nothing, but that Marvel will control DC or something? I, it seems insane. I th- that is insane. I mean, that would pretty much make a monopoly on comics because, I mean, really, in all honesty, there's not too many independent, large-scale sure. comic not, I mean, certainly not like anymore. DC and Marvel. No, absolutely not. So Mm-mm. I think that's just all internet troll. I mean, on one hand, wouldn't it be great if Marvel took over those DC movies and fixed it? <laughs> Just started it over. That would be a really good excuse to start over. But but that also may be a whole entire civil war that you may start because no, there's that Marvel. whole civil whole, war is Marvel. Well, well, it could be both. Remember the amalga. Well, yes, I do. But I don't. I I would. I don't think I would mind if everything in DC got reset, and and just let the Marvel people do their little magic thing and. 
I wouldn't mind. Um, there is a different tone between. I I think if they would keep the same kind of tone throughout the DC set of comics that they normally keep, because it seems a little at times a little darker. I think a little, DC is a little darker. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And you know, if they would keep that tone in the DC, if it was controlled by, you know, the mouse, Captain Marvel. Good, because I would have throat punching you said Captain Marvel. <laughs> I didn't. I said Captain Marvel. <laughs> anyway, calm down. Um, no, I think it, I think it would be good. I mean, because there's some really good writing right now coming out of Marvel. I mean, anything that Hickman does turns to gold right now. Yeah. So yeah, he's great. You know, whether, but we've already and, said that on here, but we right. mean it. We still mean it. We still mean it. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't betrayed us it's yet. True love. But, Interesting uh, idea, though. Yeah. Yeah. I could see it happen. I mean, I could see it happening, but I don't know if it would be allowed to happen. I could see it working, though. Yeah, I, I definitely could see it working. Well, and it's like you guys want to make some money. Well, get in the van. And I think the, I think <laughs> DC's biggest problem. How many times in the last like ten years have they reset the universe? Yeah, we're gonna reboot. And then like again, like Joker is fine, but it's like where is this? What is this? It's a cool one-off movie, and obviously it worked for them, right? Maybe that's more the way for them. One-offs. I mean, that could possibly be. But, I mean, DC has done phenomenal in the animation mm-hmm. when it comes to animation story compared to Marvel in that yeah. regard. But, I mean, let's be totally honest. Other than some good moments in movies, the majority of their movies are just not great. Talking about the DC movies? Yes. They're not to the level of Marvel anyway. Yeah. But Marvel has so many good things going for them. They're all the, the interconnectivity really helps. Yeah, and and, it, and, and the fact that the t, you know their TV products are associated. They may not be directly in sure movies and vi- vice versa, but they always have that outside guy that's kind of the fringe guy in the movies will be a, sure. a staple on TV, and right. then they'll have a little bit of interaction in between. Mm-hmm. Let you know. I mean, it's not a huge crossover thing. But it's interconnected. Yeah, we're telling a different story. And they, yeah, and that that gives a sense of 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 you know together. You know, well, everything I, is is together. I, I think I said it before on this show, but the the fact that they do the crossover thing and they make it work, right? That helps me to care about maybe a character who I wouldn't have at all, right? Like to be honest, Ant Man. Yeah, I was not interested in Ant Man at all, but. But let's let's be honest. I mean, Paul Rudd sold that character. He's great. I mean, that's, well, yeah, that that certainly and, and helps. And I think that's a big part of it too. You've got to have the people in the movies and in the shows that I mean, sell it. Sell him, the, and, and him in uh, Civil War made me want to watch Ant Man. Right. So right. it's like, yeah, that works for me. Yeah. I just I one. I mean, I know like the Batman character has been around for such a long time. But every time they come out with a new, you know, one or two or three movies, they completely reboot the character. Yeah, and it seems like the whole DC cinematic universe. Yeah, and I mean, it's, it's you know, every time it's a new new person in that spot, it's a totally different character. Yeah. I mean, you don't even see a baseline. Much like Bond. Of the pre- yeah, I mean, to a degree. There's still, I mean, there's still some basic... You know, features of that character that's sure. gone from Connery to Roger Moore to even Lazenby, who did right. one movie, <laughs> to we'll skip past Pierce Brosnan and go to Daniel <laughs> Craig. Um, 
But yes. I mean, even, you know, even, you know, I, we know your distaste for Pierce Brosnan. No, I love the man. I think he's great. In the, in the Bond it's, movies. I don't know how much of it, it, look, this isn't Bond conversation, but I don't know how much of it is his fault, and it's just the movies. Right, that's true. I mean, they were a little... They could have put him in something a bit better, but whatever, we don't have to talk about it right now. No, no, no. But I mean, what I was saying is, even in someone that you weren't, really attached to as that character there are some underlining characteristics of that character even if they're playing completely different because Mm -hmm. you know and i'm rotating back to bond right but i mean sean connery is a completely different bond than roger moore yes he is but they're equally as impressive in that role true absolutely and there are underlining characteristics that they have sexism well (laughs) (laughs) That's just one of them. He's just a man's man. Come on. I don't know what that means. (laughs) But I get what you're saying. Yeah. And I think DC has not done that well in their movies. Mm -hmm. Well, it's like we need to either have this universe or not. Exactly. And I think, you know, like you said before, with the one shots, I think they do better on those one shots than, you know, that, that combined kind of cinematic universe. I mean, right. the only character, really, let's be honest, the only character that is translated well from movie to movie is Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman. She's done great. I mean, you know, she has been that Wonder Woman throughout, no matter how rough that movie was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, her first coming out as Wonder Woman, sure. you know. No, she's great. She's, so, she's perfectly cast. But, I mean, so we'll see. I mean, you know. They got the the new Wonder Woman movie coming out, which we'll see. When is that? that? Uh, you know what? Off the top, you I don't know I, the date. How dare I do you? not know the date? Hey, how, there's how been you? so many between games getting moved back. I know, yeah. Release dates. You know, release dates changing. I mean, how much I was kicked in the jimmy with Bond getting moved back to yeah, November. I'm not happy about. You it. know, I mean, so I I can't keep these dates straight. <sighs> Although weirdly, Bond for me is sort of a fall winter thing. I don't know what it is. Exactly. Well, they normally they normally came out. In the, I wonder if that's what it is. I think it's they've normally come out in that time. I, I mean, I've even them. read a few comments on things that's like, well, that's okay because spring I mean, Bond doesn't come out in spring. Right. It's like <laughs> I, I, this is going to be silly, but when they moved Harry Potter to summer, I was like, this is but this is supposed to be a winter thing. This is supposed, supposed to be a Christmas the, thing. I'm supposed to leave the theater in snow, <laughs> and that changes the whole cinematic experience. <laughs> well, you know. I don't know. It is, it, it, you know, we do associate movies with the environment. That's true. You know, even the environment we go to the theater in. That's true. Well, speaking of cinematic experiences, unless you have any more news you want to talk <laughs> no, about. No, not really. Uh, I watched a bunch of movies. You did. So I want to talk about them. The first one, Girl on the Third Floor. Okay. Have you watched it? I have not watched it. We've talked about it a little bit. But off No off spoiler. Air. Yeah, off air. Okay, I won't give any spoilers. It'll be hard to spoil that movie anyway. Uh, um, from what you've told me, yeah. It's like it's like a haunted house movie. It's on Netflix currently. Um, if you're listening to this in March 2020, <laughs> um, and you should be. And well, I don't know. I'm not going to judge them. They listen when they want. I will. When we come out, you listen. Okay. <laughs> well, it's on Netflix currently. Um, it's called Girl on the Third Floor. It is a haunted house extravaganza. Starring CM Punk, who I didn't, I had to look him up. I, I didn't know who he was. Well, I told you he was. I, I'm pretty sure that was the guy that was on the Real World a long time right. ago. 
Well, and, and when I looked and him up, he's I been was, a wrestler for a long time, a pretty decent amount of time. Right. And when I looked him up, I was like, oh, this guy was on Ghost Hunters like 10 years ago. Yeah, he was and on I Ghost Hunters too. I remember that. But I didn't yeah. remember. I, I didn't know anything about him. Because wasn't it the Halloween special he was yeah, on? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay. But I didn't know anything about him. I, I had to look up. I'm like, why is this guy? It's like, he just. <laughs> I was like, something off of weird, weird about this guy. Yeah. What's going on? Like, why? who is this guy? And um, so I looked him up and I'm, I don't know anything about current wrestling. Right, so, I'm, you know, I'm, uh, you know yeah. when uh, when it was you know Roddy Piper and, sure. and Hulk Hogan, oh and yeah, Superfly Jimmy Snuka and, and Andre was still yeah. wrestling. That's about the time that was my peak of wrestling interest. Eighties and nineties is all I care about as far as wrestling. It's the best wrestling. No yep. offense, guys. So anyway, uh, he's the the main star, and right away I got the feeling. Well, and I'm always looking for this, but Evil Dead. Yes. <laughs> but you really do get like an Evil Dead vibe, and especially like he he is a lot like Bruce Campbell in some oh, ways. Not to stop you, I saw somebody make a, a photo manip of him as, as Ash. Yeah. It w- I mean, it weirdly words. It weirdly it, except weirdly he's covered words. in tattoos. Uh, yeah, you know that's what makeups for. Yes, that's I mean. true. But uh, yeah, I I w- his his acting isn't. Like incredible, but I, it like really works for the movie, and I, he does feel a lot like Ash from from Evil Dead, like just in this other situation with like bad things happening, and I did enjoy uh, seeing him kind of be tortured uh, while he's trying to re- renovate this house. Uh, it's a neat movie, and, and the behind the scenes is pretty cool too. It's like a real su- support, supposedly, supposedly, supposedly haunted house um, that they used. It was a you know shot in an actual house. Right. It was really it's a neat story, but I liked it. Uh, I would recommend it. It's a slow burn, sort of. Right. And I don't know if the payoff fully pays it off, but the journey was fun. And it does have some gross-out moments that yeah. are pretty good, some neat effects. Almost all of it's practical effects. Right. So Which is always great. a plus nowadays. Huge. I mean. Huge for me. So I would recommend it for sure. It's more like for horror fans. Right. Um, but I think, you know, even if you're just casually into horror, this was a pretty fun one. Okay. Pretty easy to watch. So I liked it. Thumbs up for me. I'd recommend it. And then it's uh, on my watch list. Yeah, you should check it out. So then after that, I watched a movie called Lone Wolf McQuaid. Ever heard of it? I've heard of it. <laughs> awesome movie. Yeah. I really, really Come on. loved it. I mean, anything that's got Charles Bronson or Chuck Norris or you know, I mean, it's gotta be right up there. Yep. Yep. So it's a it's a Chuck Norris film. If you haven't seen it, I had seen it, but it's been so long. I didn't remember anything, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, the movie star. Well, okay. I don't know how in depth I want to go on this, but first of all, it's got Chuck Norris. Second of all, it's got David Carradine. It's got the Carradine in a golf sweater. Uh, it's that. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty amazing. His outfits are questionable. Yeah. Everything about the movie is questionable, but I don't care. It's great. The movie star- The thing I noticed right away is that mm-hmm. the score is awesome. The score was so good. The score like, is almost better than the movie. The score is <laughs> deserves a better movie than, than this movie. However, this movie is amazing. If you haven't seen it, it's like, you know, 80s action. I would say early 80s. It is early 80s, um, yeah. It's like, you know, another like mystical karate guy movie. <laughs> where he's like a terrible person but that that's what they celebrate about him right. like I, I don't really understand that and again like karate is huge in this universe right. so that must have been huge so like let me give you an example of why again like the weird karate worship thing that's going on <laughs> they're at like a horse race like a horse track right like my favorite James Bond movie A View to a Kill right, right. 
a movie that's not about horse racing. Min- but- minus the uh, <laughs> one man plane in the horse's ass. That's a different movie. I know. <laughs> okay. But anyway, uh, they're at this horse racing track and they're just like riding horses around and then David Carradine's like girlfriend shows up and she's like, oh, he's going to be putting on a karate demonstration over there. You guys should come. Like So like you go to the horse racing track and you 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 go there to put on a karate demonstration <laughs> and it's just him in a ring kicking guys in the face that's the karate demonstration that's hilarious and he's I like I forgot about that part I, it makes yeah. no sense it's no. absolutely if this was happening in real life i need to know i and i need to know why we aren't still having this well uh, what I happened to the say, world i wouldn't say that that was happening but i mean karate in in film and tv and and actually in you know there were tons of dojos of mm-hmm. karate and taekwondo all sure. over the place you know at the time because you look at like the height of you know bruce lee and 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 um you know chuck norris at the time yeah you know and those kind of kind of pop icons in martial arts sure were like heavy heavy present sure and it's obvious when you and watch even, this movie. And even, you know, when David Carradine went, you know, with his show. Okay, let me tell you about this. David Carradine pulls up to that karate event in his little car. And his license plate is Karate. <laughs> C-A-R-A-T-E. Yes, that was, that was amazing. That made me laugh out loud pretty hard. Uh and it has a this it does it, it seems to be influenced by Bond a little bit too. Right. There's the little fella in the wheelchair. And uh, he's um, he's essentially like um, he's like a mix of a few different Bond villains put together. Right. And his whole thing is he loves games, and so like he's got this behind the scenes. Like again, like it, they don't make this clear, but it seems as though his office is at the horse racing track, but it's full of like pinballs and like arcade machines and stuff. Huh. And I noticed a pristine Xenon. If you're a pinball fan, you'll understand Xenon table, which is like a really cool old machine. Um, that one was in there, and it like looked like it was brand new. So that made me Probably really excited. Was, yeah. As a pinball nerd, I was like, "Ooh!" <laughs> um, but that, it was just strange. That character really had nothing to do other than like put him in the trailer and make it seem like it's a Bond movie. Um, I don't know, but the score was amazing. The, some of the fight scenes were pretty good, actually. At one, po- okay, there's like there's a one point when he he's at again. They're at this race, this horse track. Yeah, and Chuck Norris goes up to this guy at like a little. Um, stand with snacks and stuff and he goes uh i want a pearl beer because like no pearl and he gives him some other options he's like oh forget it and then this other this lady comes up and goes come on bottom shelf give him the pearl like why were they hoarding this type of beer is it that good (laughs) well it was like prevalent through the whole movie it was like everybody wanted a pearl beer all the time someone (laughs) walks into the house he hands him a beer without asking yeah and it's noon (laughs) all the time it's five o'clock somewhere well not there it wasn't (laughs) So it's well, crazy. It's noon. It's past lunch. And then, you know, it's lunch. I guess. You could have a beer with lunch. That's fair. <laughs> it's your day off. You deserve this. Yeah, there you go. It's your day off. It's been hard. Nine o'clock. Hey, beer time. Yeah. You said nine o'clock now? <laughs> I thought we were talking about noon. You keep moving it up. <laughs> no, I was moving it back. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, 9 a.m., not all right. 9 p.m. Okay. Well, that's what I thought. <laughs> anyway, the, one more thing I want to talk about in that movie. At one point, so uh, this this movie like that he has this like I don't know SUV type thing. It's like a crazy it's like a Bronco. Out. Yeah, sort of. 
But it's got like not the white Bronco, but no, a Bronco. it's a different one. <laughs> oh, boy, and they they kind of imply that it's like not magical, but that it's like <laughs> that it's like really, really, really powerful. And like, like he's done some out. he's done some insane Fast and Furious modification right. to it, right? And he presses a button, and it like goes really fast, and it's whatever. Well, at one point they they drive him in the they bury him alive in the truck thing, and then they f- cover it over with dirt. With right. a bulldozer. And then he wakes up from being unconscious. First of all, grabs a pearl beer that was in the cup holder, <laughs> dumps some of it on him, and then drinks the rest. I don't know why he dumps it on him, but he does. And then... Maybe get the dirt out of his eyes. I don't know, maybe. And then, But he, if you've ever had beer in your eyes, I think that's worse than having dirt in your eyes. That's not good. No. You don't want it. Not a good trade. <laughs> and then he drives out of his grave, <laughs> slamming a pearl beer. <laughs> And hits the guy. It's that movie's amazing. So please watch Lone Wolf McQuaid. Yes. Please, it was f- streaming on Amazon Prime. Now, go in the in the right mindset. No, no, to watch this movie. I want you to think that this is a cinematic masterpiece, <laughs> uh, and that you will be treated to uh, magnificent performances, sets, and uh, well, I mean, it does have the, the score is incredibly good. Yes. I, I'm serious. The score was so good, yeah. I couldn't believe it. Well, like you said, it, the score was good enough that it deserved a better movie. There were moments where I was like, this sounds like John Williams, like re- legitimately <laughs> really good score. The, the, the composer was working it, just working it. So anyway, also thumbs up for that. I really, really yes. liked it. Uh, worth worth revisiting if you haven't seen it in a long time. <laughs> I'm going to keep on this uh, action track. Yeah, I'm going to do that. So. Have you watched anything? Do you want to talk about it? I have not. I mean, with my one, well, I can't get on... With my PlayStation, PlayStation out, my yeah, yeah my okay. uh, Netflix and Disney Plus and Your Amazon Netflix affliction. All, yes. Well, okay, I got one more thing I watched. So, and that was Knives Out. Okay. By your, you your, said you were going to watch that the other night. By your best guy, Ryan Johnson. Oh my god. Hey, forget forget Star Wars for a minute. This movie's awesome. Well, you know what, and and that's one of the things we talked about when Sean was here. You know, if he doesn't have to stay in. A universe, but he didn't. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's what I mean. <laughs> if you know, yeah. he's had some good movies. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not a huge fan of Looper, but I, 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 it's a, de- a very decent movie. I liked it a lot. But yeah. I mean, so I mean, it's just if he's got to try to stay in some kind of cinematic universe, he's in shite, you <laughs> know. But <laughs> all right, I've heard we know good, your I've opinion. I've heard good things about. Knives Out. No, Knives Out was great. So Knives Out, it's like instant classic. I really, really liked it. Yeah. Uh, the of the everything I watched, like definitely the high, the like finest quality right. <laughs> cinema. <laughs> uh, there are so many little things about it. You have to be paying attention, right? Uh, but it's it's also just like a really fun movie, like really fun. Okay, the only thing I have a hard time with is Daniel Craig with a southern a strong southern accent. Yeah. And and for I mean, the first few minutes, I was like, "Why is this happening? Why is he doing this?" Like, I thought he was. I thought it was a joke or something. Right. But it's not. That's his accent in the movie. That's the choice he made. I mean, you know. By the end of it, I didn't want him to stop talking. I okay. loved it. You really, I find, I like. By the end, I was like, "Okay, I really like this accent." I mean, because he Don't honestly stop. really kept bringing like foghorn, leghorn. That literally is a thing in the movie. Really? Yes. I won't say what. But okay. That it literally is a thing in the movie. Apparently, somebody makes comment on his... something like that. <laughs> Uh, he he is clearly having a blast playing this character, right? 
and the whole movie is it's like a fancy high-end arrested development basically really for smarty people okay or at least for people who um have a little bit more patience Okay. I don't. I don't mean. I don't mean to insult anyone. I. I don't mean smarty people. I mean like. Um, or they think they're smart. For people who like a little bit more to unpack in a movie, I think. Okay. A movie that asks a little bit more of you. Not. Not like crazy. You don't right. have to be a genius to understand this movie. And it. Right. It, it, it. By the end, it's, it does like a classic like uh, mystery. We explain everything to you at the end. Gotcha. But to pick up on the clues, so it's got, and stuff. The, it's got the whole clue ending. It's very much like Clue. Yeah. Yes, that's when I saw it. That's that's what it made me think of more than could have like used a, some Tim Curry. But well, I mean, who can't use a little Tim Curry? Communism is a red herring. We can always use a little curry. Yes, but that that movie was great. Everyone is great in it. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis made me laugh so many times. Oh yeah, she's hysterical. They're all really funny because they're, they're all like exaggerated, right? And just. There's uh, what's his name? Um, General Zod. What's the actor's name? Uh, he's in Shape of Water. I know who you're talking oh, about. Oh boy, he's amazing. Yeah, he was in Bug. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is that dude's name? Why does this always happen to me? <laughs> I'll think of it later. His first name Michael. Michael Shannon. Shannon. Thank you. He's he's. I don't know if people will think that he's as funny as I thought he was. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's just me, but. He's doing this thing with his voice where he's... Well, he's never really a funny actor. So, I mean, that, that Well, I think be, he is, I though. Mean, that, I think he is, but maybe it's not always... He's never playing really funny part. Right. Saying. I mean, I, that's that's what I mean. I'm I, not I, saying I, that he can't do it. He's just... Right. You don't see it. And I don't think... Um, because normally his thing is like he's so intense and that's yeah. why it's funny. Yeah. This is like he's... He's not doing like goofball stuff, but the the thing he's doing with his voice and the way he's acting, it's like exaggerated. Right. It made me laugh a bunch of times. Some of the stuff he says and the way he says it, mm-hmm. he he delivers as always. Well, that's good. Yeah, everybody in it's really good. Chris Evans is really good. Um, I I really really loved it. It was so much fun. I want to watch it again. Daniel Craig has a speech about donuts and donut holes, <laughs> and it just keeps going on. It's right. like this metaphor that he's like building as he's saying it, and it's. He's like working out the math on it, and it's really funny. It's worth it's worth your time. So I, even though you you know have been burned by Ryan Johnson, maybe maybe let him start to make up to you with this. Well, I don't know if that's ever possible. It's but possible. I mean, you know, you can enjoy this movie. Regardless. I was saying, regardless, if I can enjoy the movie. In the movie, they make a reference to Baby Driver, the movie Baby Driver, right? And then I I don't know if it's because of that, but I started to think like this kind of does remind me of Baby Driver in some way, like the feel of it. I don't know exactly what it is, but mm-hmm. it's definitely made by a director that knows what they're doing it's great so i loved it two thumbs up best movie i watched of okay. all the movies i watched and i liked the other ones a lot but this one better takes than the lone cake. wolf i mean let's be honest <laughs> yes absolutely better well i don't know i mean we did both see a movie in the theaters yes yes we did so I well mean, why don't you talk about that for a second well, um, I you saw it before on the weekend it came out. Yes. I, I just saw it this last week. Is the Invisible Man? Mm-hmm. I am really digging where they're going with this Universal Monsters kind of modern day take right. universe. Right. So, uh, just, Are we I was going to say, yeah, we're doing spoilers. Okay. It's been out so for a couple of weeks. There will be Invisible Man spoilers. There so will I'm be sorry. Invisible Man spoilers. Mm-hmm. Um, now I'm gonna a lot of the actors I've seen before, but I don't really know their name per sure. se. So I mean, our apologies. 
But uh, that's what Google's for. Yeah. Anyway, um, it starts off that there is, you know, there's this woman that you see at the beginning, and, you know, apparently she is a. I I don't know if I would say battered woman, you know, and then she kind of goes through that. It's implied that she it's is. It's implied, yeah. you know, and this guy who is this leading scientist, developer of, like, optics. And she apparently is going to escape him and, you know, leave him and not have you know, anything anymore to do with him to get away from this guy. Well, it turns out that he has been developing something that is a invisible suit. So, and I mean, everything that ensues on that point. And the one thing I got through this movie, you really have to pay attention to even the small stuff because that will come back at the end. You know, it gives you small clues and small little nods on things to what happens at the end. So let's just say she she very vigorously becomes free. Yes. <laughs> of, uh, uh, of this man that's, you know... By the way, it's Elizabeth Moss. Elizabeth People Moss. know her from Handsmaid's Tale. Yes, probably. yeah. That's where I recognize her, but I, I, yes. I'm, that's, not a, that's not my wheelhouse of show, so... Right. I didn't know exactly what her name was. I haven't seen it. No. Anyway, so... Compare and contrast. What I mean. That's, well, first no. of all, that first scene when she's escaping is so tense. Yes, and I, I mean, I was sitting in the theater like, well, "We're doing this already, huh?" Yeah, you're gonna do this to me. Oh, and before that, even the credits were cool. Yeah. It felt like a classic. Yes, movie. the water, the water splashing Over, on the rocks, like, invisible and then it shows. Letters. Yeah, but it, didn't that feel like an old school kind of? It uh, did. It really intro? had that old, you know, universal black and white. Yeah, I mean, it's obviously in color. <laughs> yes, it's a modern movie. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, but I mean, it did really have that that beginning credit build up, you know, that you you saw in the older movies. The camera is just fixed, and you just see one thing, and then right. yeah, you get the little information you need, and then we go into the uh, Tony Stark style house yes, by the sea. Yes, this this guy is very much a a really horrible Tony Stark. Right off the bat, that's one of the vibes I got was that this is almost like what if Marvel made a horror movie? Right. That's what it, it sort of feels like, especially once you see well, and his I, lab and the know, technology. You know, we talked about it. It's kind of almost like how Brightburn is to Superman. Yeah. I mean, this was almost like, a, you know, if that kind of personality was Tony Stark. Yeah. And he was obsessive and abusive right. and horrible, but yeah. also was a real genius and made right. this. And very, very, I mean, very much so a genius because of how manipulative he is oh. and how, you know, mm-hmm. and that that plays out throughout the movie. Yes, absolutely. So. Uh, it had some amazing scenes. By the way, it's directed by, I don't know how to pronounce it. Is it Lee Winnell? Lay Wannell? I don't know how to say so, it. Yeah, I think it's I mean, Lee Wannell. I don't yeah, know. I think, so. I, I think it might um, be. But it's the same person who directed the movie Upgrade. Yes. Did you see that movie? Yes. I really liked Upgrade. Well, and the, and we'll talk about kind of something else, you know, in, in regards to like how Upgrade was. I'll yes. kind of compare it something. Well, I think for people who haven't seen Upgrade, it's like what the Venom movie could have been. Basically, he gets a, he gets like a chip in his spine that lets him do amazing things and like uh, makes his body basically the most streamlined and and the chip is an AI. The chip is an AI, so yeah. it has its own own mental capacity. It can talk and, to him, yeah, and talks to just him just like mentally. the symbiote talks to Eddie Brock, right? 
Eddie. Uh, so, but like, I thought Upgrade was like a cooler version and more rated R of like, yeah, yeah. of uh, sort of that same idea. But I think Upgrade's worth watching if you haven't seen it, yes. especially if you like Invisible Man. You're going to see some similarities, especially to later in the film, jumping ahead, far ahead. There's a scene in a hallway, the Terminator 2 scene. Yes. <laughs> there's a scene in a hallway where there's some crazy action and it's very well orchestrated. Right. And it looks awesome. The shots are cool. I love the suit going in and out of visibility in that scene. Right. It's just so bad. the fact that she damaged it, you know, in a part where she damaged well, it. Well, and, and then at that point, it all, it all opens up. I know we just skipped a huge amount of stuff, but yeah. the whole thing opens up, and now everyone knows she's not crazy, and even the audience knows, because up to that point, you it, still could totally have, sure, yeah. it still could have been in her head, right? But at this point, this pretty much confirms Oh yeah, there's a guy who is invisible stalking her. Right. Uh, but the, the trip to get to that point, even, is pretty amazing. Uh, I thought the scene when she first gets to the house and she's alone in the house mm-hmm. was pretty intense. And and it becomes almost a haunted house movie for for a few minutes. Now, the second time she goes to the house? Not the, or when she goes back? When, she, when she's at her friend's house. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Her yeah. friend and his yeah, daughter. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that plays out for quite a quite a yes. dis, you know amount of time. That's where the that's where you save a lot on the budget, and yeah. also you know you're filming an invisible person, so a lot of times you're just what. Well, that's the thing, though. That's the genius of part of the way this is directed. Right. The camera is often pointed at a corner or you know a stretch of the room that's not got anything there, but your eyes are start you start to be drawn to it. Like, is there a guy there? Is something there? Yeah. Will I see something? Well, and then and a lot of the things that would happen that he would do because he is. You know, spoiler: he is in the house a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The the little things that would happen would be off to the side. Sure, I mean it wouldn't be at that focal point of the center of the camera that a lot of times your eyes are are fo- focused to. The the scene in the kitchen with the fire. Yeah, where the knife me, falls off first. It gave you me know? anxiety. I yeah. mean, honestly, the, you see the the flame go, and then and then you're like, okay, and the camera just stays. Yeah. It really freaked me out. Yeah. That was real. Oh, man. You know what? I mean, knowing the premise going in, there's a lot of times that I was anticipating something to happen, and it never did. Right. And I mean, you know, I really got that feel of the character, you know, her her feelings, the way she was, that she was constantly looking over her shoulder thinking someone's there, something's happening, right. Some, you know. And you don't know for no, a long time. No, and you don't know who, crazy? if it is or if not, yeah. yeah. But also... I wish I didn't know the movie was called Invisible Man. You know what I mean? Yeah. That wouldn't that have been cool to n- to not know that and just be like, what's happening? Is right. she crazy? Is there a ghost? Yeah. Is he haunting her? Oh no, it's not that. He's whatever. Yeah. That 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 duality would have been cool, or that um, you know, uncertainty. Suspense, yeah. yeah. So, but no, uh, I I liked it a lot. There were I some did. great scenes. Um. And the manipulation that he goes to is oh, yeah. wild. I mean, the links he goes that to for email that, yeah. and hiding stuff in the upstairs and the scare, the jump scare in the attic was awesome. She yeah. dumps paint on him. Man, I which love th- I wish they would have never showed that in the per- the trailer. I know. Yeah, as we're sitting here spoiling it for a ton of people. Well, but I mean, it's been out a few weeks, but the trailer's been out for months beforehand. Yep. And I mean, you knew what the title is, but I mean, to have that. That's kind of a big reveal. Sure. I mean, that's really the first time you you are for sure. And they sure. go out of the way to show you that it's a suit. They go yeah. out of their way to show you that there's this texture, like a golf ball or something. Yeah. Um, and so you know that it's not a ghost or whatever else. Right. You know that it's this weird 
a suit that's been constructed. Exactly. Uh, and there's a lot of little story things that are important that that all add up to a really interesting experience. Well, and that's that's what I said. There's little parts even in the very beginning. You know, when she's leaving, she hides when the she bag. looks at well, when she hides the bag, you know, and, and you come to the conclusion that he really doesn't know as much control, you know, as sure. as controlling as he is over every aspect of her life. That's one thing he never found out sure. is where she hid this bag, and that plays in later into the movie. Right. Absolutely. You know, to the yes. ending scene. Or like when she walks past his lab when she's leaving, and she sees that rack, where she stops and really stares at it for a quick moment, you know something's there. Yeah, you know, even though there, it doesn't look like anything is on that rack. Mm-hmm. So I mean, you know, it's in, I I love it. It's little things, and I was very impressed by the way they directed. You know, the director shot the movie. Yeah. The, you know, I mean, the buildup of is she crazy, is she not? Um, like I said, the marketing, I think, if they would have, everything else up to that, even with the name of the movie, if they would have not shown that significant part of the movie in the trailer, yep, I think it would have been even more impactful. Absolutely. That moment. But I knew it was coming. I mean, you know, that's the thing. And you, you know what? It was Even after all we've said, if you haven't seen it and this sounds good, we didn't ru- – I mean, go no, see it. No, there's so much more in The this experience movie. is worth having, and it's oh, yeah. really cool one to see in a theater too. Yeah. Uh, the movie w- definitely was effective for me. It creeped me out a little bit. Yeah. I got to tell this quick little story. We were, right. we were in an empty theater. Yeah, and that's the, right. You guys were the only ones in the Literally, in the we were the only yeah. ones. It was like a t- uh, 2 p.m. on a Sunday – and just nobody was there. Right. Literally, we were the only ones in the theater. But I kept hearing. After, it was a little ways into the movie. I kept hearing, motion, uh, not hearing like a like a shuffling sound, and sound like footsteps. And then I would turn and look, and nobody would be back there. And then I heard like the creak of a seat, mm-hmm. and I turned and I couldn't see anyone. And then I heard the door open, and then I looked again, and no one was there. I couldn't figure it out. My <laughs> wife was like. I, somebody's definitely back there, but I don't see anyone. Right. She was checking out too, so we're like, "Is is this like the theater doing like immersive theater?" Yeah, uh, and it, you know, in your defense, they do that quite a bit on well, stuff. I mean, they always have costumes on on opening nights and sure, stuff. Sure, that theater I was at in stuff. particular, yes. yeah. But uh, it, it turns out it was just a an employee coming in to check, you know, yeah. how everything was going. But because I got up right near the end to go to the bathroom and. Uh, I saw a person sitting there that I hadn't seen before. Right. But for a majority of the movie, I was like almost realistically like, is someone behind us? Yeah. I'm like, not that it scared me, but no, I was like, but- I would like to know if someone's there or not. Right, right, right. It's that, that, and really the the majority of the movie until the the first big reveal, that's the whole aspect yes. of the movie is So I was unknown. feeling it for real. Yeah. <laughs> and it was I really weird. I mean, it weird. did a really good job of that up yeah. to that point. It was really weird. So. But thumbs up for me. I don't. I, there's a lot more I could say about it, but I don't want to ruin anything else. I, yeah, I, I, I mean, let's be honest. It's it's the Invisible Man. You kind of knew the story to a degree. It's. I mean, it's the, updated, the whole though. aspect. It is updated. I mean, the whole, you know, battered um, spouse kind of kind of thing is a new twist to it, and the fact that it's actually a suit. That's and me. not some kind of chemical experiment made it how a you, little more realistic. How do you feel about those changes? 
I'm fine with it. Yeah. I mean, I'm absolutely fine with it. Is it because you're not totally married to the original? No, I mean, I love the original movie, but I think it brings a little bit grittier, more realistic tone to it. So I can, let's be honest, we can't really relate, even with like uh, Hollow Man, couldn't really totally relate to that. I mean, it's just a bad version of the Invisible Man, let's be honest. of course. You know, we all love Kevin Bacon, but you know. Yes, we do. No. Uh, but I mean, you know, it, it brought a more gritty, realistic that you got into the characters a little bit more. Mm-hmm. You had a little more, you know, it wasn't me watching something from the outside. You really got their emotion and their feelings. Sure. The way this movie was made. Absolutely. So, and I mean, I know as big of a flop as the Tom Cruise mummy was ooh it's funny to compare them it is i mean it's you know the way this movie and the direction this movie is going and the rumor is that this is kind of going to be the way that they reintroduce that dark mer- or universal universe yeah you know of the the universal monsters yes is kind of exciting. I mean, if they can all be as good as this, if they can all be as good as this, my problem and question is, how the hell do you do that? How, so let's talk about this because okay. that's, yeah, that's that's our that's feature for where the we're day, right? In, yeah. So a lot of them, I think, kind of make themselves. Like for example, we talked about so bringing the mummy to today's yes. times. I think if you did it, sort of like a it follows. Right. The mummy is always somewhere, walking towards you slowly. Well, that's the thing. And he we knows talked, where you yeah. are. That's the and that, curse. And th- that's the curse. That it, you know he is alive and he knows where you're at. So it's not like something where he has to hurry up and find you. Right. You know he just at all times knows where you're at. So he until can you're take, dead. There's yeah. no getting out of it. Yeah. There's no stopping. No. Yeah. No nothing. You know. It is kind of the you know T one thousand exactly right version of the mummy that. He, but he just slowly, you know, sort of, you know, does the mummy anguishly, thing. you know, f- keeps following you, you know, and appears and, you know, you can go through a whole day that all of a sudden, you know, you go into your car and he's still coming at you at the end of the parking lot, you know, kind of, kind of thing. And I think that would be a good way to, to reintroduce the mummy. Set it on Halloween. And, so there's tons of mummies around. Right. Yeah. <laughs> You don't know who's who, right? That would be. I mean, that would be kind of you know one of the that it's set in that October thing. You know, well, that would be, I don't know about having it take place in the U.S. No, I know because <laughs> that's crazy. But uh, it could be a museum. You know, I mean, a, okay, you know, a, a sarcophagus that's never been opened. Okay, so let's write this. So, so university, you know, I'll tell you what it is. Okay, it's a sarcophagus that's never been opened, being delivered to a museum or a university, a, right? Whatever. And there's yeah. an accident in the shipping, right? And it opens up. Well, I wouldn't. I wouldn't even go that far. I would go that someone, you know, researching. Right. Either. Well, I was going to say their greed is what has to unlock the curse, right? right? So like they take big, a coin or yeah. something, or they take something, or like the you know like Tutankhamen had the gold mask, you know, right. kind of that kind of thing. They take something and that curses them. Yeah. And then there you go. You can have your mummy in the U.S. and right. on Halloween, which would be great. Yeah. Tonally, I think you could you could do it in a serious creepy like like again like the like it, follows. it follows yeah i mean that's that's the perfect concept stylized I think, to have a stylized for that yeah mm-hmm. you know that long shot that you know you've got the yes. up close the actors up close you know the and then in the very far background you just see it and it's just slowly that you makes know, me so excited yeah it's got to have a good score oh absolutely oh <sighs> 
I, I mean, want this. Almost, and I, uh, you know, and I you know, know you use this a lot. I would say a, a, a John Carpenter score for this. I know. <laughs> of course you would say that. I want to say that. Yeah. I always want that. Which, quickly, that reminds me. We were reading that article about that movie. Um, and I forget the name of the movie, but they it's like a it's like a sci-fi horror western uh-huh. that's it's like a John Carpenter uh like a love letter to John Carpenter. Is that and, the one with the guy that looks like Charles Bronson? Yes. Yeah. Uh and it no 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 this oh, is no. a different one. No, no oh, sorry. Okay. But they use that song from the, that I said you should listen to when you listen when you uh, for Bone Orchard. It's in the score of the movie and it's like mm. a lot of the ideas are the same as my ideas. So, I want to see that movie. <laughs> And I want a check yeah. for having that good Royalties. idea. Yeah. Oh, kombucha time. Sorry. Strawberry today. Ooh, strawberry. Delish. Delish. But my other my problem with these universal ones is some of them I don't know how you're going to do it. Like I think mummy you could you could make that work yeah. easy. But Frankenstein, you know, we talked about this. I think you can do an upgrade version. I had an idea of Frankenstein. Yes. Well, what's yours? Yeah, I, almost to an upgrade version that, you know, the guy... Like the movie Upgrade. Like the okay. Kind of like the movie Upgrade, that the guy is almost a passenger in his own body. And, you know, things like the, the iconic scene where Frankenstein drowns a little girl after she gives him the flower and yeah. everything. You know, that could be the AI taking over his body. You know, and, and he could be... You know, say the guy lost his legs and his arms, you know, and and died, but he was like some cybernetic specialist, sure. you know, a partner, and his partner like rebuilt him with, you know. So you go like a, a mechanical. Uh, no, I wouldn't even. I mean, not completely. It's kind of a, almost a cyborg that you can go with other human organs yeah. and parts, but have like some kind of AI thing connected to I see. help. You know, manipulate the body and stuff that, since he didn't have, you know, and those nerves are severed, they don't... Right. You know, it's kind of a combination of both. Well, I had the idea that Frankenstein could... So the, the, the that the monster would be Frankenstein. Yeah. Like, the Dr. Frankenstein would become the monster. Well, then, I mean, to a degree, like I said, the guy, was, you know, is right. a partner of a cybernetic but, special, you but, know, kind of but thing. But my, my idea okay. doesn't have any cybernetic stuff or AI stuff. Right. It's just like he... Maybe he's, um, I don't know. Maybe he's he has an accident and needs a new arm or something, and he somehow g- gets a cadaver arm or something and can get it on him, right? And then it starts to affect his psyche, right? And then he starts to get new, you know, he gets new legs and whatever, and then he, you know, it it damages his mind, the, the trauma or something. And yeah, he becomes that creature. I, I don't know. This is me just making it up. <laughs> I just I don't know if I love the idea of the AI thing, personally. Well, just and, and like I said, and it could be just of like um, almost at time you know at times because how they've played that the Frankenstein monster is tortured. Yeah, that's where that's where I'm playing in that. You yeah, know, there's at times he's... that he can't control what's going on on his body. It's almost an automatic reflex. Yeah, and you know, and certain things that he's doing that he's not in control of but he's almost a pastor i mean could you imagine you doing something that you had absolutely no control of but you were watching sure you know and you're watching your own hands right. you know strangle a little girl right. or drown right, 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 her right. or you know that's scary for sure that's what i mean i don't know I mean, frank has frankenstein ever been 
quite portrayed that way. I don't. I don't know. I'm not an expert. But I, if you read the the Mary Shelley book, I mean, that's you know he he doesn't come to terms with to a degree, and I mean, there's not a ton of. I what I mean is, have they have they ever showed it like from his perspective in the movies, like more of a first person thing? <sighs> nothing a great movie. Not that I can remember. I mean, no, yeah, nothing. N- no great movie. Right. <laughs> I mean, there's been a couple of movies. I mean, that what was that? Um, I Frankenstein. Ooh. We don't have to talk about that. <laughs> or um, the Frankenstein monster in uh, Van Helsing. Nope. That doesn't count. <laughs> I know. But I'm saying, that's why I said not a great movie at it. Right. But I mean, you know, to a degree that that's kind of, you know, in the books and some of the older movies, they really haven't gotten too in depth. But you can tell that Frankenstein is this like torture and he knows right. he's this abomination that, right. you know, but at times it just instinct kicks in and. He doesn't get a choice. Yeah. So that's why I'm thinking that kind of, that's how you can almost play it as a modern day thing that, you know, or, you know, some kind of nanotechnology that, right. you know, something like that, that overtakes his capacity of reason and it's just a defense mechanism and it's heavily skewed. <laughs> Interesting. Well, what about some other ones? Like, I don't know how you do Dracula. How do you do Dracula? <sighs> the problem is it's been done pretty well many times. Several times. I mean, o- almost overly done. And and like and to bring a new like modern-day concept is well, really, here's the, really hard. I think here's the question. Okay. You either remake the book or you throw so much of it out that it's not Dracula anymore. Right. It's almost like I don't know if you can have it in between. I mean, you can take the character Dracula and do, make him do other things. Like you could start, you could maybe start the story with him going to, you know, going to um, Europe or whatever, yeah. or London. I guess he goes to. Isn't that where he goes? Yeah, I think he goes to London. Um, you could just start with that instead of him in the castle or whatever. I don't know. I, I don't mean, know. to a degree, but are, it could be modern. I mean, are, to a degree, is Morbius going to be almost a? I mean, I know it's different. It ain't Dracula. No, it ain't Dracula. But I mean, the vampire story itself—it's kind of a, almost a modern take on. Because Morbius, to a degree, is kind of a modern take on the vampire. Well, yeah, the whole thing for sure. So, I but mean, I just is that so really different kind of, from Dracula? And it is. It is. But I mean that that whole concept. I mean that's. Almost a way you can play it, but then we can't call it Dracula. No, then you can't call. That's it what Dracula. I'm saying. But if I mean, we're, if we are, if if our job is to remake Dracula, the Mummy, Frankenstein, Wolfman, Invisible Man, you can't do that. I mean, you would almost have to bring it to modern day, you know, and then you get back into like some, like a Blade Three aspect. I see what you're saying. You know, that so he, Dracula, he was... The events of Dracula have happened. He's gone back into a slumber and then wakes up right. in our current day. Yes. It's an interesting story. And I mean, kind of walking through. that. Was, I think that was like the best part of, of Blade 3 was the fact him getting acclimated to modern society. I didn't like him as Dracula I know, I didn't like him as Dracula. Ugh. But I mean, the whole, you know, he goes into that fetish store and he's like... <laughs> what the hell is the you know that yeah. kind of thing or I I think you might be onto something the with, little bit interaction that he had with the little girl with the with the what's her face's daughter yeah you know those kind of aspects I think you can bring that as you know so maybe 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 the movie takes place it almost has to be from someone else's point of view 
it can't be it can't, like he can't be the main character. Well, I mean, even the book is is from Van Helsing's point of view. To well, agree. not just Van; it's all letters. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, you, it's from Jonathan and Lucy yeah. and Mina and all them. Right? But, yeah, I knew, I see what you're saying, but I think in a movie, maybe you pick a different protagonist, like a modern day person who. Well, yeah, and that's what I mean. I mean, you know, that's. Maybe someone who gets called to be a caretaker at a big mansion, right? Right. And they, they never see the owner, but they're they're tasked with being a caretaker. And then all of a sudden, things start happening, and maybe there's murders around, and they're trying to figure out what's going on. And they're, maybe maybe their other friend is starts to have symptoms of, uh, you know, yeah, the I mean, bite kinda, mark on the I neck. mean, you can bring that into more of a modern day. But I do think that aspect, like I said, of that... Dracula actually getting acclimated to like sure. I don't think I want to see that. I don't think I want that. You don't want that? No. I'd rather him be like a mysterious, uh, like uh, like a myster- almost like a slasher, right? But he's like a in the shadows. He's a mysterious figure who, you know, like the boogeyman in the dark that you never, yes. see, hardly ever see. I'd like to make Dracula scary again. That's what I'm saying. I want Dracula to become scary, so I want him to be like a creature. Well, and I'm not saying like in that, but I mean, you know, almost a Jack the Ripper kind of the guy in the dark. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you're he's always going to be half in shadow when you see him on film. Yeah. But, you know, he's going to start like in have that kind of not totally understanding modern, you know, modern events in You love society. this idea. I do you love, love this event. Well, then maybe, I don't know. I don't know where to go, because I, I think it would be neat to see him just as the boogeyman. And well, that's what I'm saying. Like as a, But I mean, in those quick interactions that you're going to have in the dark, you know, I mean, he sees some hooker on the street in London, you know, and it's the almost the same scenario, kind of a Jack the Ripper kind of thing, but, you know, it, it's more modern day picked up. Sure. And you don't always see him until, like, the climax of the movie. Right, you know, just like the book, that there's the, the you know the final conflict, sure, one way or the other. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know. It, that is part of his story, though, too, in the original, him trying to learn like the the British culture and right. the, you know whatever, so he can he can infiltrate and exactly decimate. you know because that's you know I mean yet again Dracula is the ultimate manipulator. Yeah, whether it by you know mystical. You know, forces or Absolutely. just his charisma as a, you know. Yeah, I'd love to see that. Him being charismatic. That's, what I'm and That's why I'm saying you you have those moments of charisma that he plays off. To maybe maybe the, the caretaker, uh, or maybe she has to, like, go take him take him around to do stuff. Like, take him to a play or, oh, you're my assistant now. Yeah. And, and oh, I need, he's going to ask her to do weirder and weirder things and have some people over and. Whatever, yeah, I, I, they're eaten or something. I, I, that I think that's you might be right. Like we could c- probably combine those ideas. That's what I'm saying. I mean, and you would have to go, you know, almost several small different directions, sure, and to really play it up as a modern take on on Dracula. Yep. So what about Wolfman? I've got an idea for Wolfman. Okay, because in my mind, it's. It's hard to just not stay with the Wolfman story and just bring it to modern times. Sure. You know what I mean? I mean, it's... Wolfman's almost one of those, and it's just so cut and dry. Right. Well, this is my take. You want okay. to know? I thought about this Let's just for a little bit. Okay. Yeah, go for it. It's so simple. Okay. Wolfman is a serial killer. Okay. The movie takes place from the point of view... Th- honestly, think, uh, think Silence of the Lambs. Silence of the Lambs, that's the tone. Right. 
and you 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 follow an investigator who is following these grizzly murders, and they're they seem like animal attacks at first, but then they think maybe you know there was a person involved, and they're trying to locate this killer, and you know it'll be some twist and turn. I mean, could it be like a uh, you could almost play it as a multiple personality disorder? Could be. Yeah, it could be. I mean, that way it doesn't necessarily have to have the hair and the fangs. Well, and the, I mean... Well, no, I want that. Okay. I think that would be a fun twist is that, oh, it's not just a crazy person. It's It really is a creature. Well, that's what I'm saying. You know, at times he he's like that... In, he can be that in-between state. Yeah. You know, that you do... You know, he he's not really the, the big bad wolf until right. like, you know, at a certain point, you know, then he and, comes out. And probably he would be... You know, they would look at him and go, "Oh no, it can't be him!" Because look, he's he's this little guy, and he, he couldn't hurt anybody. Wouldn't be a great twist is if he was one of the investigators, right? Well, it's going to have to be that, yeah, right, probably, unless we can find some other thing. You know, when we write this, but that's uh, a, <laughs> I think that's the way I would do it, right? Tonally, like Silence of the Lambs, yeah, pretty dark, pretty bleak, and they're just trying to investigate this and figure out. What's going on? Well, wouldn't that be a great concept? The investigator himself or herself is the actual werewolf. I don't know. And That's a cop out, but, isn't it? No, but no, but and she's doing like almost the whole Silence of the Lambs, like profiling other serial killers to give yeah. her ideas. Until finally, you know, closer to the end, she starts realizing, or so he starts realizing that well, they're the ones. The main character that we're following is the one. Yeah. I don't like that. You don't like that? No. I don't. But I would say that you don't have a clue of it until three-fourths of the way through the movie. It's interesting. It could work. I'm just... Initially, I'm like, oh, I don't know. I wanted it to be... I don't know. But well, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Because I want there to be able to be a showdown and stuff. And, well, that's what I mean. You well, know, I guess there could be I mean, another she, character. She, yeah. I mean, there can be a partner. There can be, you know... Maybe a partner. Yeah. yeah. But it's too again. It's probably too obvious that it would be like the main character's partner. No, so, I mean the main character is I mean. the werewolf, but that's the partner is the one that has to. Right. I'm, that's what I'm saying. It would be too obvious if it was right. just the partner. It's always just the partner is a dirty cop. Or, or you could have a, a, a turn of events that the one of the serial killers that they were profiling ends up having to kill them. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. And then, and then you know, they go to they jail even longer. Yeah. Or that, or that. Yeah, see, there you go. I like that. That made my eyes light up. <laughs> you know. There you go. And then at the end, you have that whole, you know, Hannibal Lecter on the plane, you know, leaving, down, walking down the street, kind of. Yeah, with his hat. Yeah. And his Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> That's just weird. I love it. So, okay, there's Wolfman. Yeah. Uh, we did Frankenstein. Yeah. There, there's Phantom of the Opera. Right. I had a vague idea for Phantom. Okay. Which is... Maybe there's a maybe a kid who was abandoned, grows up, kind of living in uh, you know underneath this opera house, right? Right. And then it becomes modern times, and the opera maybe isn't doing well, and they want to shut it down. And he starts acting out, and maybe a murder happens, and then that gets all this attention, and people are trying to figure out what's going on. So like the opera is doing very well, but only when there's murders happening. Okay. And so they have to figure out who you know who this person is and. They, maybe they think that it's haunted or something and people are like oh there's a ghost or whatever but it's not you know it's obviously just this guy with a well, mask well and then obviously you know growing up in the opera you know he in knows the opera it better house, than anyone else he knows it better than anyone else he's and, got you secret know, the performance, areas you know in the performance aspects of 
the Phantom that's done, you know. And maybe there's seen, like behind the scenes stuff with the actors, and maybe one actor is a jerk and he kills him because that he you know right. he's abusing someone or something. Yeah, that would be cool. I mean, it's not a full a, idea, but no, it's. I mean, that's a start. I mean, it's yeah. a decent start to go. So, Creature from the Black Lagoon. We've talked about this. We already have that movie. Yeah, we do. It's <laughs> shape, shape of, of water. well, Shape of Water is essentially the sequel, right? And so it's like we just need the prequel, which is Creature from the Black Lagoon. Yeah. So just just film that Michael Shannon going in the Amazon and finding the creature, and there <laughs> yeah. you go. I did have an idea for Creature from the Black Lagoon okay. as well. Um, it was just on the fly, but um, basically, it's it's Avatar, but a horror movie. Okay. They're trying to. They're trying to. You know, cut down the forest, and it goes into the lagoon, and they want to use that area for something, build a resort or something. And there's some kind of mineral in it, you know. Right, right, and they want to mine it out or whatever. Right. But the creature has other ideas. Lunch is an idea <laughs> that he has. Yeah, can almost be like a piranha on land. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> Give him some crazy teeth. Yeah. But he's still, for some reason, into like human women. Yeah. That's weird. Maybe it was some kind of genetic experiment gone horribly wrong. Sure. You know. Well, isn't that what's implied in Shape of Water? Kind of. I mean, it's never really out out and out right. So it would make sense said, if we're going to if we're going to make a prequel. Yeah. It would work. Give him some uh demigorgon teeth. That would be awesome. Or uh what is it? Remember the uh other vampire mouths from uh, Blade 2. Oh, how could I forget? The vampires that eat vampires. The predator type yes. mouth. That would be awesome. Yeah. Oh, you got me thinking <laughs> about Blade now. You can't do that to me. Hey, I watched the Blade trilogy the other day. Oh, so good. This is totally unrelated. Unrelated. But I, I was at Pinball. Did I tell you the story already? I was uh, at Pinball and I was playing the Dirty Harry Pinball Machine. No, you didn't tell me this one. I was playing the Dirty Harry Pinball Machine and I'm trying to beat a friend's score. Okay. He's got this insane score and I'm starting to think that he cheated or something because his <laughs> score is crazy yeah i don't know but there's a jukebox where we go to play it's called cp pinball it's in roxana it's yeah. the best pinball place in the world guys it's so good <laughs> over 70 machines oh, I, I i could just turn this into an ad for cp but you should go there um i was playing the dirty harry pinball machine and it's yeah. right next to the jukebox so it's the speakers there it's really loud and on the jukebox comes the the, the one track from blade 2 when it's like, is it called Calling All Freaks? Yeah. When they're like, listen all you mother mothers. <laughs> uh, I, it turned on and I was like in the zone and I got a really good score. I didn't get the high score, but I got my best score ever. Steph didn't throw you, you know, a pair of sunglasses from behind you. and you. If she had, on. I would have gotten the high score. <laughs> so I love that movie. I love that song. Yeah. Anyway. Anything else you want to talk about with the universe? I think that pretty much... I mean, there's Bride of Frankenstein, but that would probably just be a sequel I mean, to Frankenstein. That, yeah, that would pretty much be a sequel. I, I'm trying to think of there any really other standout ones of the universal monsters. And not really that Well, and then there's of. like Daughters of Dracula. And well, like I mean, Invisible just, Woman and stuff. That's when they got out of hand. I mean, you know, you're... you're Hardcore. Some of those are great. Yeah, I think, like Dracula's daughter is pretty good, but but mostly like I don't. I'm not a big fan of the Bride of Frankenstein. I don't really. No, I don't know. She's fine. But yeah. I wish they'd give her her own more interesting story, other than just like, well, we made her to be Frankenstein's That's wife. Bride. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. But uh, 
it's not really fair to that. Like they could they could do something way better with that. They group. they could, but I think you need to focus on that core group first. Sure. Well, I don't even I mean, care if you want to make Frankenstein a woman. That doesn't bother me at all. No, no, Dude, I, I don't that's care. what I'm saying. Just yeah, as a as a whole, you know, the the story wise. Well, and, and it would almost be interesting, and maybe that's the angle you go with something to do with gender, where maybe Frankenstein, maybe the gender changes. It's, I don't know. It's I think that's an interesting concept. I'm sure there's a way to do that thoughtfully and and make that interesting. Well, the only only problem you run into that is like, okay, do we do all, instead of on the character itself? I mean, a lot of them can be switched back and forth, but don't get crazy. Oh, we're going to change every, you know, every one of them are going to be in gender changed. Right. I know. You know, it's like okay. I'm not saying that. No, I mean you can. It doesn't. You know, those characters really it doesn't matter one way or the other. But. A really cool twist in Wolfman would be as if it was everyone assumes well, and it's a man I said, and it's yeah, a woman. And that's why I said, you know, she can be like the almost like the, you know, Jodie Foster character. Right. Doctor Lecter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just with a better accent. I mean, <laughs> even from the commercials that I've seen, is you know, uh, you know, the Knives Out, <laughs> Colonel Sanders. Oh yes. Foghorn Langhorn yes. accent is better than you know. No, I love it. Then yeah, the, the, the <laughs> Daniel Craig accent is way better than Jodie Foster's was in that movie. Right. But anyway, I mean, um, there's a lot of characters that you could switch. I mean, that, right. You know, I'm not it, saying it, we should possible. switch them all. But I mean, it, but to be honest, it, it's pretty male. These Universal monsters are all it is. pretty male. Well, and but I never said you know it can't be one or the other. Sure. Even Absolutely. my idea with the werewolf was yeah Absolutely. she is. You know, in in that same concept of you know, can be, but like I said, when I don't you know come you to it. Hollywood, they have a tendency to overdo it when it comes to that. I don't know how you do Dracula. Like you, I don't think you could gender swap Dracula. I don't know. Maybe I mean you could do a lady vampire, but is it the same character? We had the same conversation about Bond, or not not you and I, but I do yeah. with someone else. And it's hard to say. Like if you made James Bond a woman, it's not the same character, right? No, it's, it can't be the same character. Taking. It's just like how many changes can you make? I don't know, because because personally, if they said, "Oh, uh, there's a new James Bond, but it's a woman, and that's just what it is," I would be a little confused, but I would go with it, and maybe maybe they could convince me. But I just don't know if I understand. Like, I don't. You can have a character who is just as cool, and or better, and do all the same crap that James Bond does. But don't call it James Bond, or you know, or right. whatever. Don't and call it's it like Bond. a weird gray area because I I want equality for everyone. But it's difficult to say, like, James Bond was created as a certain way. Well, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, he was, you know, Ian Fleming. All right. Well, you know, Ian, I mean, Ian Fleming not, was a terrible man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there's a reason why. Right. So, so part of me wants to gender swap James Bond just as a screw you to Ian Fleming because <laughs> he was a real jerk. But you know what I mean. Okay. Christopher Lee. Yeah. He was basically essentially, or not, um, yeah, Christopher he was, Lee. Yeah, he was essentially James Bond. Christopher Lee was. Oh yeah, and haven't you heard about some? Uh, oh, oh, in real life. Yeah, in yeah, real oh, life. of course. Yes, yes. No, yes. I'm saying and that. Were, I mean, they uh, were cousins or something. Were they yeah, cousins? Yeah, that's amazing. So I mean, you know, that's to a degree. That's partially a little bit of James Bond was taken from. I think the point I'm trying to make is some of them. I, you're, I w- you're actually making my argument that I've made I a know long what you're time saying. ago. Yeah, yeah. Make new good characters yeah. doesn't matter color doesn't matter you know 
gender, doesn't matter, whatever. Make a good new character. Mm-hmm. Stop with the revamping, redoing a character that's already established. I think sometimes they need it. Sometimes they do need it. Majority times they don't, uh, in my opinion. Sure. I mean... I think it's let's case by honest, case for me. Let's be honest. The majority of Hollywood is a repeat factor. Oh, sure. And I think that's the major problem. You've got these, especially in a lot of independent It's the same problem people stuff. have with sequels. Yeah. It's literally the same problem. Oh, well, how do we do it again but the same? Oh, yeah. just gender swap it. Yeah. I don't like it when it's lazy. I like it when it's inspired and it really works and it really makes sense. But, but not when, but not when that, it's just like, oh, I don't know, just swap the genders. But that lies, the you know, there lies in the problem that they're lazy and sure you know don't want to do that let me give you an example that i like okay the new dracula tv show i didn't love the show it's a bbc show okay i did not love the show but they gender swap van helsing right and it's like the coolest idea and it really really works and she's like probably the best version of van helsing that i other than maybe anthony hopkins version right I, this version of Van Helsing is awesome. She's super smart, and she just, it just really, really works. Yeah. So, like, I'm totally down for that. She, she, they make Van Helsing a more interesting character this way, in my opinion. Well, I mean, that's, I mean, that's fine. But it, 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 it goes to good writing. Just because you change somebody's gender doesn't make it a better movie because you're sure. equality with that. Right. Then, I mean, you know, but I mean. Uh, there's certain characters you can do that with and certain characters it's almost hard to sure just because of the differences you know I see what you mean and and the establishment of the character I mean Van Helsing there's really no per se to a degree like male you know for his personality and what he does it's no no dominantly male characteristic or, or male activity that he does Sure. You know, other than, well, you know, at, the, at time, the times, it, it was. It wouldn't have been a woman because they're not allowed to be educated, apparently. Well, I mean. Back then. Because, you know, Dracula is a historical document. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, though. I know. No, I know. I mean. You Historically, know. It would, it, it's not as likely. No, no. And, and I understand that. But, I mean, you know, as, as the fact, it's aspects of the character, you know, like Bond. I mean, Bond is always, I'm sorry, you cannot have a female Bond. I think you can. You can have a female double O agent but you cannot have a female bond why though because aspects of his character like what like the womanizing so the, a woman can do that they can but it's not I mean it's not characteristically I guess nowadays it is you know I mean that's what I mean anybody can but be that's a womanizer the pro- but that's the problem I mean me personally I I, I hold female and women in a higher regard than that. I'm sorry. I don't know what you mean, I guess. Well, I, to say that men and women are equal, that's fine. You can do the, the same things, but in certain aspects, I think, you know, women should be better. Women should us, be better? Than us. You know, in certain aspects of typical male personality. I don't know. I don't know what you're saying, to be honest. I don't get it. There could be a woman that is a just a real, you know. There are. I don't think there should be. But. A Bond. You know, I, I, think no, you could, I, I think you could have the exact same character traits is what I'm saying, and it'd be a woman, because I don't think it matters. My my issue is like, why I, I, say I honestly do think it does a little bit. Okay. I mean, it's just, and it's my personal opinion. Okay. And that's fine. I mean, everybody, you know, there's a ton of people that'll disagree with me, and that's fine. But I hold women and a... 
not a higher standard, and I'm not saying it right, a higher regard, not necessarily a higher standard. Shouldn't it be the same? <laughs> that's just what I'm thinking out loud. No. I don't know. Well, I don't I have mean, any actual answers. You know, I know, and that's I'm not what I'm an saying. Expert. No, I don't. Th- I, honestly, I don't think it's sh- the same. I, 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 I honestly don't. All right. So okay, <laughs> that's yeah, you, okay. I'm just telling you what I think. No, I know. You're just no, telling me what you think. Exactly. That's just a couple guys. I'm sure. <laughs> it's okay. I'm sure I'll probably you know nice social media I'll probably get eaten up by. I don't know. Mm. I don't know. Nowadays, are you putting on a glove so you can slap me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, no. Actually, I, I, I've been taken off to slap you. No, I don't think it. No. None of this is malicious. And no, malicious. it's not. It's not. No, none at all. No. So, no, I uh, I think that's a good conversation to have. That's oh, yeah. all. That's yeah. it. I mean, and like I said, for the most part, I don't see an issue with the majority of, of my thing is like a history of a character. That's, that's sure. the majority. Honestly, where I'm kind of, I mean, I'm not. I have the same thing. I'm though. not eloquently when someone speaking first said, enough. What if you make bond to women? I'm like, well, can you? And I like the more I think about each individual thing, it's like, well, of course you can. You can, but I'm sorry, there's too much history on a character, and that's where I'm coming from, to a degree. I guess my I, I mean Van Helsing. Be- you know, we were talking about Van Helsing. There's not a ton of. I mean, it's been portrayed several different ways, but not a ton of. History on right. Van Helsing, but just because it I was mean, always one way, it's just the same story. But just because it was always one way doesn't mean it can't be. But I want to make sure that the reasons are for the right reasons, right? And if you can find a good reason to make James Bond a woman, then do it. Well, th- but that's what I'm saying. James Bond is James Bond. It's not. Mm-hmm. It's you know James Bond is the character James Bond. It's not a title. It's not a you know. It's this. You like James- it because it is the thing it is. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I have no issue with having another double O. Your problem isn't that it's a woman. No. And I'm not saying it, it is. I'm, I would have a problem if they say that this is James Bond. It's not. James Bond is this person. Right. Who is a guy. You can have absolutely... I don't care if from 008 to 0025, we're all women. I, th- I think the question is how much can you change before it's not the same character? You can just you can always say, oh yeah, this is it, but then it doesn't feel the same. Then it's not the same. So I I understand that. I mean, I totally but immediately uh, in a character like James Bond, y- you immediately switch that. It's not the same. It's just it, it's not. I see what you're saying. Because it's you know that character was written as it was he was raised by you know he was an orphan as a young child. This sure. is you know this is all his life beforehand. Mm-hmm. And then you just say, oh, well, no, it's Jamie Bond now. No, I mean, no. I get what you're saying. Like I said, have another agent. Have a whole 25, 28 movies, more of whoever. I I wish they would. I wish they would. And just call it a double O movie or am I, you know, There's some talk they're going to do that. I mean, and that's fine. Weren't they going to do that with Halle Berry? I'm glad they didn't. Uh, I'm glad they didn't. But I mean, Not because of her, but because that movie sucked. sucked yeah. <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't be in Jinx movies. Yeah, maybe maybe the Jinx movies would have gotten better. I don't know, but yeah, I, yeah, it would be cool to have that as a franchise that's going. Right, we could have got some good movies. I don't know. Now I wish sort of that they had done it, just so I yeah. could see. <laughs> but like I said, I don't have a problem. Like I said, 008 through could be in you oh, know, but not one six. Well. <laughs> Whatever. No, I get it. One the through six and eight through yeah. twenty-five, and to, you know, can be whatever you want. But 
that moniker, you know, and I've seen some people, oh, well, James Bond is his codename. No, it's not. No, I agree with you on this. It he, is absolutely not. not. That's it the is dude's his name. name. Yep. You know. Absolutely. It's not a codename. No. No. That's and, crazy. And, and like I said, you cannot, and the double O numbers are assigned to specific people. There is no other 007. So you can't say, you know, it's a new person, but 007. No. Well, if he's dead, they can, someone else can get that number. No, they... they. I don't know. I don't think so. Because why wouldn't you have more 00 numbers? They do. You no. hear about them in the movies. There's other 00s. Right. But you never hear that number again repeated. I think they do. No. I'm pretty sure they do. Mm-mm. I think so. Uh, I don't think so. I'm pretty sure. Uh-huh. I Double check. I, I, we, we'll, we'll find out. We'll find out when we talk Bond. Yeah. Which hopefully will be soon. Yeah. I do think some double O numbers get repeated. But I don't know I don't know if you necessarily see that character. But you, you will hear like, oh, well, double O double O three was killed or whatever. And then that number is used again later. I'm sure that happens at least once. Mm, not, that sure. I can, not that I can recall. I'm pretty sure. Not that I I'm pretty recall. sure. <laughs> I'm. I feel like I'm seventy five percent sure about this, mm-hmm. and I'm happy to be so in the twenty five. There's still a chance. I'm definitely saying that. <laughs> I'm not an expert. I'm a lover. Like I said, I. I mean, look how many James Bond movies there were. I. I uh, mean, I. I mean, yeah. They must have reused a number. I just. I don't think they did. Hmm. Well, I mean, we'll find out. I mean, because even in uh, Goldeneye, you know, he was what 006? 006. Yeah. civilian. Yeah. So he, you know, I mean, and and you really never heard any other. But also, I can remember. But also, how important is that? Why are we spending so much time on it? <laughs> well, I mean, no, but I mean, on because that is a specific moniker for a certain person. That's right. what I was trying to say. Mm. You know, and that's I, I, I am almost seven. You know, almost eighty percent. You know, I'll go seventy six percent. Sure. You know, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Okay. But I mean, it doesn't do it often if that's the case. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, maybe one other time in it, if it does. Fair and I'm not saying it does. I think you're right. So I think it does once. I'm going to say that it does once. We're going to find out. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, you know, that's my thing. It's, it, my whole thing is I, I don't care. Just make it good. Make it new. Make it fresh. At the end of the day, don't, I agree. Don't scrub a history of a character because of wanting to be you know, politically correct or, or wanting to do diversity, which is absolutely fine. Just make those new characters. I think get creative. Do some writing. You know, do some some independent thought and not regurgitate something in a new way. I mean I, I like that too. I like both. But I don't want to see it change for no reason. If there's a really good story reason, then great. But see, that's that's the thing. I, I think the trend nowadays is really no good reason, and they do it. I could see that. I mean, that's and yeah. that's that's what I was getting at. I mean, that's yeah. the whole thing that I was sure. getting at. And you know, when I was talking about with the with the you know not having a female James Bond, you can have a woman who's a woman or a you know a, you know a heavy drinker, heavy drinker, smoker, and, gambler, and all that kind of stuff, and seducing you know, people, seducing people. That's fine. But I mean, to me, you know, it would be a completely different character based on the history of Bond and then just saying, oh, gender swap, and then, you know, this. Could you do it? Yes. Would it be good? It would be difficult. 
I think. Because uh, it would well, be insanely. If, if nothing else, it's hard because people go, "What isn't James Bond a guy?" That would be hard. Well, and the same the same thing with them talking about like Inner's album being James Bond. I love that idea. I'm. He would be so it's not, good. It's not the character that's been around making Double O Eight. He's an actor. He can act anything. And, what do you mean? But that's not the same character that's described in the books. Oh, I don't care about that. I do. He's I just do. A dude. I mean, that's what I do. No, he's not a dude. It's James Bond. Well, and, I, and, there, no, and the, I think Idris Elba could be among the best Bonds. I think he could be a, a, a best MI6 agent. No, he's Bond. He but I don't Bond. think, no. Yeah, he could be Bond. No. Oh, for sure. No. Oh, yeah. He gets my vote. No. Even if, even in, you know, that people are like, oh, he's too old. I don't care. Give him one. Well, I mean, look how Give long... Give him five. Look how long Sean Connery did. Seriously, yes. I actually... And, and I know this is kind of... It's hard to imagine. I wouldn't mind, just because of the fact of him and the man from Uncle. Henry... Wait. Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill, yeah. I think he can be a pretty decent Bond. I'm in a bunch of Bond groups, and a lot of people say he should be Bond. I think, I think his portraying... You know, and he, he kind of already the character has been he portrayed bit, in, yeah. in *The Man from Uncle*, which I'd love to see those movies, more of those movies. Why don't they? <laughs> yeah, I like it. A period piece is the best way to do it. Yeah, because spy stuff is way more interesting when there's no internet. I and, know, and cell phones. Yeah, absolutely. Which I love the Daniel Craig movies, but I mean, I, yeah. I am a huge fan of you know the Sean Connery and the Roger Moore, sure. and the you know George Lazenby. When spy stuff was more cool. And not just satellites and right. drones and yeah. stuff. Yep, agreed. So, I mean, at that point. Well, I'm worn out. I got to lay down. <laughs> now, see, I, I would think would be cool, me personally, mm-hmm. is do a movie of, why can't I think of his name? James Bond's friend, the CIA agent. Felix Leiter. Yes. Yeah. Do Felix Leiter movies. For sure. And I think Jeffrey Wright doesn't get enough uh, time and, or things to do in the well, new Bond movies, and, and that's what I'm saying. I mean, and and you know what? You want to make a spy with with Inaris Alpha, convert him into you know, oh, you the Jeffrey Wright character, make him Felix Slater, yeah. But uh, well, it could work. But I would rather him be Bond personally. He's so suave and handsome, <laughs> and he's buff, and he could totally punch somebody in the face and smoke a cigarette and drink a vodka and, and martini. Felix can't do that. No, he can't. Absolutely not. He wears uh, weird sunglasses and uh, is just lonely at the bar. <laughs> That's see, and that there lies in the problem. <laughs> you're 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 not getting creative no, with that a, character. There's actually a ton of weird versions of Felix Leiter. Yeah, I know. Sometimes he's like a beach bro. Sometimes he's a real like a fifties uh, like FBI. Well, agent. and then like a lot of the Roger Moore, you know, Felix. Uh, what is his? Uh, the I can't remember the actor's name, but he's been in tons and tons of stuff. He was in Aliens. Uh, are we talking about? Uh, uh oh, my brain. <laughs> uh oh, my brain. <laughs> I'm not sure. You know who I'm talking. The information's about, gone. I mean, you know, you visually see who I'm talking about. I don't know. I don't remember. You just shut me down bad. I know. Real bad. Well, <laughs> the thing is, there's a couple different Felix Sliders. Right, so, right, 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 right. I don't. It's hard to say. Yeah. But anyway. Doesn't matter. No. We're going to talk Bond when we talk yes, Bond. Not talk, today. <laughs> we're just giving a preview of the conversation yes. that's coming. Yes. Okay. So, Anything else about Universal Monsters? <sighs> Not off the top of my head. I mean, I, I think we've we, we've pretty much, you know, 
circle the wagons on the big the big guys. It'll be interesting to see what they do. Yeah, I, it's you know I I what did I just read? Didn't There's James, another one. James the, Wan is doing one. Yes, is he doing Frankenstein? They haven't said. I don't think they okay. just said he's doing a Universal monster. Movie. Okay, I've heard rumors that it's Frankenstein. Interesting. So, I mean, I'm I'm curious on that one. I find it hard to do Frankenstein well. That's you know that's that was the hardest one we had to come up with. Yeah, I mean, really. Yeah, my I mean, my idea wasn't great. I don't know. I I mean, I, even after even after discussion, our Wolfman one really turned started turning out a lot better than you yeah, know the when Wolfman we initially one is talked cool. about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I mean, yeah, I I think Frankenstein Dracula is even easier as hard as that would be. I think Dracula is easier to yeah. to do as a good movie. Make it a little smaller scale. Yeah. Just make it a little uh, more intense and right. kind of visceral Dracula. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Let's do it. So, I mean, yeah, Universal Monsters. I If if they all turn out as well, and you don't, the thing is, is you don't have to have this mega budget. Oh, obviously Invisible you Man don't. obviously is, yeah. is proof positive of that. Absolutely. So. Well, yeah, that look at ver- that versus the mummy, the right. Tom Cruise mummy. Yeah. Oh, boy. Night and day. Seriously, yeah. Isn't that another Tom Cruise movie? Yeah. Night and Day. Night and Day. There you go. Yeah, another bad one. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I haven't seen it. I think yeah. I saw some of it at the drive-in and we left. Yeah. It was, it was like second showing. Does not matter. <laughs> yeah, but I think it was. Yeah. But, uh, no, and I, and I mean, I loved, you know, we're talking about back to the Universal Monsters. I loved the, the Invisible Man the movie. I loved it too. You know, yeah. and the fact that it was focused on her mm-hmm. and what was going on. And I mean, she was a great actress in this movie. She's very good. I mean, she's very good. I mean, yep. I, I don't watch Handmaid's Tale, but I mean, you know, from just this showing, I'm not going to go watch Handmaid's Tale, but, you know, anything else you know, you I don't really know anything about to, it. I don't either. It's some dystopian society that, you know, I just haven't. I don't haven't yeah, really. Uh, I know. I yeah. Even looked into it, so maybe I will. But uh, all right. No, anything else going on? I mean, you know, we we kind of already teased our our. Uh, yeah, I got James nothing. Bond stuff coming up. You know. Yeah, yeah so. James Bond coming soon. I don't know if it'll be the next episode, but it'll be soon. Maybe it will. I don't know. All right. Any new movies that you're? Mm, it's not stuff. Not Saint right, Maud. Not, yeah, Saint Maud. Nothing like right now, but yeah, Saint Maud will be good. And um, what was the other trailer we watched? The, I'm oh re- the, uh, the the what is it called? The, the Green Knight. Yes, the, the Green, Green Knight. Knight looks weird. I'm into that. Yeah, I think like, it's kind of oh very, well, and Candyman, of course. Yes, yes. I'm into Candyman. We've watched that a couple times. It the trailer has "Say My Name" in it. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. So I look forward so, to that. I'm, I'm hoping that one turns out well. Yeah. I, I'm optimistic. Yeah, but I have a slight hesitant. It's like it's not gonna, you know, from as far as I heard, it's not gonna have. Uh, it's not gonna be Tony Todd. I, I don't know. I would Tony like it Todd to be, but yeah. I mean, even him to make some kind of appearance. The voice in the trailer is not Tony Todd. No, no, it definitely isn't. So that's that's kind of disappointing. Mm-hmm. But it's a remake. He could still so. do the. He could still do the role though. He could. I mean, but if, but what if they're trying to make this like a big old franchise? You need a younger guy, I guess. I don't know. I guess that's what they're thinking. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, but you know, and it, 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 this is produced by Jordan Peele. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I think it'll be you good. Know, all of his, most of his horror movies are all one shot ones. So, I mean, it doesn't give me a, a lot oh, yeah, of hope. You never to, know. I was saying, but he's not directing it, so maybe no. But he's producing it and right. part of it. So, I mean, it's kind of like mm. I think he co-wrote it as well, or wrote it. Uh, yeah, I don't I remember so. on the on anything. Um, I'm kind of I'm actually getting a little more excited 
for the New Mutants movie. It comes out in April. Yeah. I get to see the demon bear. My only worry is that it's been sitting for so long. Like, if it was really good, wouldn't they have put it out? Well, I think the majority of the problem was the whole Disney Fox merger. Yeah. And they they didn't want to, you know... It's confusing messaging to be like, oh, here's this thing, and then... Yeah. And then once this is out, we're going to throw all this away. Yeah. That's not really the Marvel way. No. And I think that's... I, I know they've done... Not major reshoots, but I know they've retooled of some course. stuff. When you have that much time, so yeah, I, and, and it's maybe that fixes. It. Who knows? I'm I'm not going to down on it till I see it. No, and, and I do love the fact that they are trying, and and that's the one thing with DC too. When we go back to that conversation, DC is try or Marvel is trying new aspects of the quote unquote hero movie to move it into the horror. Well, and I felt like Invisible Man, like I said, is kind of like a Marvel horror movie. In some ways, it kind of feels like that. Yeah. In some weird way. It's the way the suit looks and the way the movie looks and the, I don't know. And the tension of the movie. I mean, it's just, you know, it's that whole... uh, He feels like a Marvel villain. He does. I mean, to an, you know, and the thing is, is you don't see him a ton. Yeah. I mean... It's awesome. I mean, you, you see him for a brief moment at the beginning... And then you don't see him until actually physically see him until the very end of the movie. Yeah. That is weird. You know? Yeah. I mean, you you don't see him a lot. But that's but he, the, I that's mean, the yeah. only way it can work, though, really. Yeah. Interesting. And what did you think of the brother character in that? Uh, Well, I don't want to say too many major spoilers, but uh, I had some feelings. Let's just say that. I had some feelings. Good or bad? I mean, you don't have to give out everything okay, with um, it, but I mean, just the... My first initial impression was that he was an asshole. Yeah. And then they kind of make him sympathetic. Right. And I was like, oh, well, okay. You know, he's grieving, whatever. I get it. He He's just sort of trying to process all this, and he's, you know, he's from this family that's clearly right. got issues, so maybe whatever. So I kind of fell into it a little bit. I kind of... I kind of let him in a little bit to my heart, just and slightly. They, and then they just yank that shit right out yeah, from under you. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. Well, and all that, right. And that's not giving a spoiler away. No. So. Anything else? No, not, not really I can think of. All right, well, listen, we're on Twitter. At GeekSinks. Tell us what you think. <laughs> uh, oh, you can tell you're tired. We're on Facebook. <laughs> Nerds, Geeks, in the Kitchen Sink. Or we have an email. NerdsGeeksSinks. And we are on Instagram. We have an Instagram. Yes. Yeah. Nerds Geeks in the Kitchen Sink there's on a, Instagram. There's a Red Bubble store. You can get you a coffee mug or a shirt or something. Yeah, definitely. Something nice. Helps support us. Yeah. Let us know what you think. Are we full of crap? Or uh, yeah. if you've seen Invisible Man, let us know. Or do you have a cool idea for a Universal Monster yes, remake? Yes, give Please. us those. I want to know. We I do. We want to hear it. So, I guess until next time. I'm DK. I'm Chris. We'll see you later. Goodbye. Unless you're the invisible man. We'll never see you.